Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Athlete Cafe. Hi, guys. I'm Carly, former collegiate lacrosse player. I'm Abby, former collegiate dancer and gymnast. Hi, guys. I'm Francis, a former collegiate track athlete. And I'm Emily, a former collegiate volleyball player. Let's get into today's topics and see what's on the menu. All right. We're back. Yeah. Hey. Hey. How's everybody doing today? Good. Pretty good. good. Yeah. Good. How's your guys' week been? Um, I feel like I'm in a session. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's a high and a low? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's been pretty good. Yeah. Anything, anything like exciting that happened, or like any big moments, or anything that you felt like with one of your clients this week? Mm. I don't know. I definitely have like an. I've had an exciting week. That's this was good. my week of like, we've had some projects in the works, yeah. and yeah, it was like finally time oh, to yeah. do them. And so it was like Monday. I think like Monday, Tuesday, today, and then tomorrow I have a clinic with. A gymnastics facility so it was just like lots of big projects finally coming yeah. to finally life. coming to life which is super exciting yeah and then lots of just good conversations with athletes this week so yeah good week a lot of fun things going on at sharpen we're making some video series and then we're doing the podcast today got some of our clinics going it's pretty cool mm-hmm. the stuff we're doing right it's yeah really cool are you going to say something, Francis? No, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, today I think we all decided as this being kind of our first, you know, this is, I know our first episode was a little more of our backgrounds and bios, but this, this episode is going to be a little more of an example or embodiment of what we really feel like our podcasts are going to look like. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're excited to kind of set that tone and get into our first topic, which you all kind of decided on, which was the topic of confidence. Absolutely. <laughs> so big one. Popular. it's a big one. We could probably talk on like. 20 different episodes about confidence what we said is a lot of the other topics that we talk about all tie back into confidence yep and the umbrella yes Uh, i think that's a good way to explain so i always tell my athletes like no matter how confident you feel whether it's you know you feel like you're optimally optimally confident maybe a little too cocky sometimes Mm -hmm. but confidence is always such a good thing to work on because like we said it's like if you have a good baseline understanding of where your confidence is that's going to help us manage our expectations Mm -hmm. cope with our mistakes work on our pre-performance routines Mm -hmm. like that confidence has to be there in order for anything else to kind of flow it's kind of what we've do you guys agree I definitely agree with that yeah yeah so I always I feel like I always start there with my clients no Mm -hmm. matter if they feel like they do need we all it or do not. That? Is that usually like our first? Yeah, yeah. First it's like, it's big like topic, first yeah, it's the building block. It's that's mm. what you yeah, like nice. the groundwork okay. that you lay down first is For that sure. confidence. Yeah, even if they like like because we give performance assessments. Like even if on the question of how confident do you feel on a scale of one to ten, if they're yeah, at a nine or a ten or an eight, like I'm still like we're starting with confidence right because I think like now that we've done it a lot more too with clients like I'm even learning so much more about it like there are so many different aspects of confidence it's not just like are you confident are you not confident right Right. so yeah no and I think even with that it's like even if they are on a scale of nine or ten you know it's like okay so why why (laughs) where does it where does it come from and then it breaks down the conversation just in the same way as it is Mm -hmm. if you're not confident absolutely so we felt like today would be a good starting point to go through confidence Mm -hmm. and just give our different perspectives and kind of share our own personal experiences with bits and pieces of confidence because like we said I think we'll definitely other facets that we'll talk about at a later time yeah but kind of start start the conversation Mm -hmm. today 
Um, so I'm going to first go through just what the definition of confidence is because that sometimes gets overshadowed. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all look to confidence and define it as this belief in your ability to execute or complete a task or a skill. Mm-hmm. So comes down to your belief in your ability and that is sometimes the toughest hurdle (laughs) and the (laughs) toughest challenge um we see it every day with our athletes and i know i experience it a lot so much as you guys did too of like do you truly believe you can do something because if you don't if you have even like some question or a little bit of a wavering feeling you're not gonna be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And it, sometimes we don't even realize that we have that low sense of confidence or like what's impacting it. And that's where we come in to kind of help people yeah. figure out where, what we can do to work on it and to kind of boost it in that sense. Yeah. So as we could talk through confidence, I just want you guys thinking about like, okay, it's the belief in your ability. Mm-hmm. And I will add to of like, you can be super confident in one part of your game Mm -hmm. and then struggle in a different part, right? Right. Like I always felt like as a volleyball player, I was a very confident hitter, but my serving or my serve receive sometimes was where I lacked the confidence just because I didn't feel like I was as strong in that at times. So it's like it wavered, but two vastly different parts of my game Mm -hmm. that had two vastly different levels of confidence, which is natural and normal as well. Um, so belief in your ability to execute a skill or a task. And this can be too in, I tell my kids, like any other part of your life. It's not just sports. sports. Sport context, but mm-hmm. it translates to every area every, right. of yeah. your life. Right. And I think that's just what makes our job so cool is that we get to put this perspective into like kids' minds of like, okay, you can still have like the same things that you do to work on it in your sport. You can do the same thing when you have a test oh, yeah. at school, right. when you're having a conversation with your best friend, when you're trying to advocate for yourself mm-hmm. with your coach, and like goes yeah. across. I was, yeah. And I think like, cause every athlete eventually gets to the point where you hang up the Jersey and yes. you're done. And so like, it's so cool that you like everything that you build up, like in your athletic career mm-hmm. and like learning these skills can be applied for when you do like end up leaving your sport. Yeah. Correct. I was having a conversation with an athlete literally last night and she's not playing a sport this season. She mm-hmm. is off this season, but we're still meeting, which is such a cool thing to get to do. And she just started her first job. Yeah. And she's like, I, feel so nervous just walking into the building of my first job yeah and so we talked about okay you know when you're walking out onto the court what do you need to do to feel confident yeah Mm -hmm. and it was pump up music and it was having positive body language Hmm. so we're like okay how does that translate to walking into your job and she's like i need to play pump up music in the car on the way there (laughs) and then i need to walk my chin up and my shoulders back and just like beeline it for the door (laughs) yeah and i was like put some drake on yeah (laughs) right but it was so funny i was like it's so interesting to talk about how like Months ago, we were talking about it in her sport, and now mm-hmm. it's a completely different context, but it was the same same, same conversation. Yeah. I was like, this is like a deja vu moment, yeah. but mm-hmm. totally different context. It was cool. Because yeah. we're humans, right? Yes, it's exactly. more than just our sport. <laughs> big, big thing, and we'll get on that later, but yeah. athlete yes. identity and how mm-hmm. to shift those roles. But mm-hmm. um, okay, so I kind of want to start with a question for everybody mm-hmm. to kind of ponder and go through the topic mm-hmm. of confidence. But so I want us all here to kind of think through, you guys of when you were 
playing, whether it was, you know, college, high school, whatever, as you were an athlete. Because I always say, I I hate to say that we're not athletes anymore because we all are. Like, I'm going to be an athlete for my entire life, even if I'm just playing for fun now. Like, Mm -hmm. so I don't want to say when you were athletes, but when you were playing competitively. We did get to see a little bit of Emily's competitive volleyball side. Um, A little too much. A little too much. She spiked the ball into my face during a fun, friendly game of sand volleyball. Oh my gosh, it was awesome. I don't know if it was better, Uh, Carly's reaction to getting hit or Emily's reaction. Luckily, I don't have a black eye today. Or a great, great reaction time. (laughs) It was awesome. Emily's still an athlete. That's what I learned yesterday. Oh, she is. We. Hit, spike. <laughs> Had to show it off a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ian just gave me such a good set. I, I know. Couldn't let it go. I no, but um, awesome. I, tidbit, we did just open up sand courts at Sharpen Schools Training in mm-hmm. Brunswick, Ohio, and Cleveland as well. So if you are local to us, sign up for a sand league. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sign up a team. Emily, I'm so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> same. Um, anyway, so right. when you guys were, uh, when we were all playing, when maybe say when you were in your competitive days, mm-hmm. um, what is something... Well, no, I'll save that question for later. What do you guys feel like is, when you talk to your athletes, Mm -hmm. okay, Mm. what do you feel like is the most important or what do you tend to lean on on the topic of confidence? Like, what do you feel most confident talking about? Mm -hmm. What do you feel is most important when you talk to your athletes about confidence? Um, I guess I can go first because immediately the first thing that comes to mind is visualization we all have our thing and that's yours yes Mm -hmm. I just and I feel like um like with a lot of my athletes that I talk to like it's that's the thing that they always like take the most from and they always like think back and they're like oh yeah that visualization like that was so good yeah and so um yeah, just uh, explaining a little bit about visualization and mental imagery. It's creating those images in your mind um, before you kind of get into your games or mm-hmm. um, meet competitions, whatever it is. But um, there's so many different techniques to it. Yeah. Um, you can, I think most people think of it as building confidence. So picturing yourself um, having like that positive success in your sport and picturing yourself doing that really cool skill and you do it perfectly and everything just aligns and like the more you use that visualization it builds that confidence going in but um there's so many other like different techniques to it because you can also use it to help prepare for mistakes and like Mm -hmm. other things that happen in your competition um and you can use it to help relax like if you have performance anxiety Mm -hmm. or anything like that like there's so many different ways that you can use it and so I feel like that's the biggest topic that I talk about with my athletes because there's always like one part of it that just really sticks with them yeah I like that idea of and I usually approach it a little bit different that I'll talk about in a minute but I think it's interesting that you do that first because like Emily was saying the definition is your belief in your ability to do it create that narrative you can't even see yourself yeah. doing it in your head you're, never gonna, you're never going to believe it or it's just it's never is probably a strong yeah. word but it's yeah. very yeah. challenging it's to believe that you can do and it so that's such a great yeah. and and like what it does like too is it just like helps create that memory of like in your mind of like I could be confident yeah. in this moment and like the more you just like build that in your head 
<laughs> what is it? If the saying's like, if you can see it, you can believe it or yeah. whatever, right. yeah. whatever right. it is. And I think that's a perfect example of that. But I, f- so. I feel like the part that I just never knew until I started this job and just have gained all this knowledge is like visualizing the errors, visualizing yes. the bad things, like yeah. being prepared, prepared and honestly seeing like how you'll react in those moments and the idea of like performance anxiety, like just you feeling prepared for something will for reduce anything. that anxiety yeah. like mm-hmm. in itself. So I think that that was the, one of the biggest things where I was like, whoa, oh, yeah. like light bulb moment yeah. for me. Like it isn't just all the great things yeah. in the world, you know, yeah. that you're visualizing. So. Cool. Yeah. And I, th- I think it's cool too with that. My biggest, my favorite part of it is like, we think so much and athletes are so used to physically practicing and mm-hmm. all of these mm-hmm. mental skills require mental practice, obviously, but like in doing visualization, you're, tra- you're literally tricking your brain because you're, you're, you're seeing it happen and your brain takes that as, okay, that's practice. Yeah. Like yeah. your body will start to do it from just thinking and, it and <laughs> it's crazy it. and like oh my gosh there's so much like, you're so passionate she just like gets so um, excited about but, like it. there's so much research on how like mentally practicing a skill like actually changes the way your brain functions yes. so you can do it physically yes and like um and I think that's really cool with athletes who are injured too like they can mm-hmm. mentally practice their skills yes. so when they get to it they in their head they know what it's supposed to feel like in their body and so like when they get back to it I wish I knew yeah wish I had known that Mm -hmm. and I just yeah you think you're out but you can be sitting there and whether it's like even watching your teammates and like pretending and embodying them and what they're doing but Mm -hmm. like yeah taking the time to visualize so that you practice you believe that you actually have the ability to do this because your brain Mm -hmm. is seeing because your brain is a picture of yourself actually doing and and your brain doesn't tell the difference between like what's real and what's just going on in Mm -hmm. your head so like just putting it in your head like it create like your whole body feels like it's a real thing happening and so like um picturing all of those like um like handling mistakes yeah. mm-hmm. and that pressure side of things, like it brings up the emotional side of it as well, like when you visualize it. So um, if you can practice visualizing that pressure situation, yep. you're more comfortable with those I emotions that, that yes. come up with it's it. Yes. So when it actually happens in your game or in your competition, it's not like a shock to your system right yeah because you've already like practiced what that would feel like in that moment and yep. so you've practiced how you can move past it what you ideally want to nice. do yeah in that so, so for an athlete that has a hard time picturing it mm-hmm. what's the first step that you have them take is it watching videos is it looking at pictures is it watching their teammates for somebody um, that's like, trying visualization for the first time like what? that's hard yeah it's, like, it's so hard. hard i have a really hard time with it, to be yeah. honest with you so and practice. i've actually i've had somebody tell me that they actually visualize like in third person which i've never yeah. see like, heard that's of. first my person default. and third person. like that's that aerial my... view is that what you mean yeah, like, like they, they watch themselves, themselves do it from rather the stands. than like that's like i would say i always did the third person and i don't yeah. know if that comes from dance and gymnastics where i'm seeing it from the judge's perspective yeah. mm-hmm. the judges are yeah, sitting on the side that. or in front of me and like that's i can still picture myself doing a beam routine mm-hmm. but i can't like, I can't see myself on the beam. Right. I can only see myself from the side. So yeah. for an athlete that's trying this for the first time, like, what do you I have mean, them do? I, like, I think ideally you'd want to picture in first person just because you're you're putting yourself mm-hmm. in that situation okay. rather than watching yourself in that situation. <laughs> I'm not I've, – I've actually never done third-person visualizing, so I'm not sure how, like, um, if it actually does bring up, like, 
the emotional side of it if yeah. you're just watching someone That's true. watching okay. yourself do interesting. it. interesting. Well, um, I think that, like, goes to the point of, like, all of our brains are yes, so different. Right? Like, and we so have different might, images. Yeah, what works for you. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. There's some people that, like can only do third person visualization and if it works for you cool like yeah. that's awesome but um i think like my biggest tip to like when you first get started like with visualizing um is it kind of ties into like mindfulness meditation mm-hmm. but um there's a lot of um recordings out there and like youtube videos that like talk you through okay. visualizing and so um just like finding a space that's quiet relaxing um being able to calm your mind and your body first so that you're relaxed um a lot of times people say that they kind of fall asleep during that but that actually helps because like in like dreaming it as well like if you do fall asleep Ah. in your dreams that's Mm -hmm. visualization Mm -hmm. but um but so like getting in a relaxing setting is like the first step and then um having like either someone's talking to you or like you know what you want to like visualize yeah what the steps are but um just like walking yourself through every little thing in your competition so like um the bus ride to the meet to the game when you get there what Mm -hmm. does your warm-up look like who Mm -hmm. are you warming up with like what's the conversation going on yeah what like and bringing in all of Mm -hmm. those like sensory things like what do you hear smell feel see all of that and the more you can kind of bring in those senses Mm -hmm. um it helps you like really build the picture that you're trying to create um and then just yeah like with my track kids like just actually running your race Mm -hmm. in your head Mm -hmm. yeah like the gun goes off you're going around the turn like what like whatever race you're doing but like you want to walk yourself through every step of it um and like take in all of those like senses I will say though like something I make sure to tell my athletes is don't put pressure on yourself don't Mm -hmm. judge yourself like if it doesn't come naturally if you like in my brain it's black and white it's not detailed it's very like bland Mm -hmm. and some people have very vivid images in their brain right so artist yes exactly (laughs) so I think just making sure that they're like oh my god well should it be looking a certain way like no no it's however you you know view it so but I will say, kind of building off of that, so maybe this is turning more into a visualization podcast. Today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love the, I love it. But I think, like for me, building off of that, like I've, it, when I talk about confidence with my kids, is like I love building the awareness, mm-hmm. and that to me is the biggest thing that I try to stress in anything that I do is just like, do you even realize what you're doing? Yeah. Do you even yeah. realize what you're thinking about? Like when I tell kids to tell me their like pre-race or pre-performance routine, they're like, oh, I just get on the bus and then I get there, we warm up and then I'm ready to go. And I'm like, there are so many other things you're doing that you don't even think about, right? Or you're not giving giving that thought to you. So it's even like when we talk about confidence, like what what makes you feel confident? What mm-hmm. What do you even think about? Like what could be affecting your confidence? Do you think about who's in the stands and what they're, what they're mm-hmm. thinking about, how mm-hmm. you're performing? There's so many pieces of awareness that kids at a 13, 14, 15 year old age like just truly haven't thought of and that's okay. But my biggest thing is I feel like I really try and just build that awareness. Why do you feel like this? How can we possibly change it? How do you, do you even wanna change it? You know, right. 
thinking about how we can become more aware of our emotions and feelings and where why it's being created that mm-hmm. way why we're building this narrative of I can't do it or I don't want to do it or however you know so I think in with visualization there's a big piece of just that awareness that comes in so I think that's mm-hmm. yeah it's what I tend to focus on that's awesome that. and I think uh, something that I know Abby says a lot but um like uh, like a lot of with that building awareness like we we know like what our warm up is and all yes. of those like little details, but like doing it on purpose yes. and like, actually thinking the about why. All, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. the why. Yeah. But like combining those, I think that touches perfectly on the thing that I hone in on the most with my athletes is like this idea of the two aspects of confidence, which is like proactive and stable, right? Mm-hmm. So um, kind of talking about each one, um, visualization is a perfect example of the proactive confidence, right? So just like the name says, being proactive and really um, being intentional about like building your confidence up or making sure that you're doing things that help build your confidence up Mm -hmm. um, or that are a source of confidence for you that I'm sure we'll get into a little bit more. But um, I think that that is so important. You know, I have like a whole list of 10 things that I share with lacrosse players specifically, but it can relate to literally any sport of like, okay, um, write a list of your 10, you know, best qualities in lacrosse. Like that is an example of proactive confidence, like doing that before the game starts. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like that idea. And then the other piece to that would be like the stable confidence. So um, I think we all kind of like describe it a little bit differently, but in a general sense, it's like really just trying to maintain an even or like level stable level of confidence there we go um so not letting like a bad call or a mistake or your coach yelling at you or a ref you know calling a bad call let your confidence dip really low and not really letting it get too high either just really trying to maintain like and figure out what does confidence feel like to me right it's gonna look different for you it's gonna look different for you and you but like for me what is my definition what does it feel like and what do I do personally to make myself feel confident just just confident at the stable level so yeah and we know what I mean it's very easy to know what dips our confidence right I mean those things are confidence killers yes confidence killers stick out like a sore thumb Mm -hmm. but it's like okay using that proactive confidence to be able to build it back up and know what we need and how to do that like internally just yourself how right. to self-evaluate and self-assess be build that awareness right? control the things you can control right yes. like That's it. yes positive comment comments from your coach and your teammates are great i love that that builds your right. confidence up but do they give those to you every single yeah. time before yeah, right. a game do they ever give yes. them to you right like right. give them to yourself yes so yeah. But yeah, I love the idea of stable and proactive mm-hmm. confidence. We talk about proactive confidence all the time. I know. You guys, time. you guys yeah. listening here right now are being proactive. With yeah. Your yes. And I think so that's true. a really important part that there's so many ways to build confidence. Yes. And I think that's actually segue perfect <laughs> into what I'm saying. Like it doesn't have to take a perfect performance no. to build confidence, no, right? No. And somebody, I can't remember who it was, kind of explained it to me one time of like it's it's that question of what came first the chicken or the egg like Mm -hmm. does the confidence come first to have a good performance Mm -hmm. or do you need a good performance to have confidence that's a million dollar question yeah (laughs) and I think you know there's a lot of it is that the confidence comes first right that Mm -hmm. is kind of the thing and my favorite part about confidence is that it does not have to be a yes or no question Mm -hmm. it is not yes I am confident or no, I am not confident. I always like to explain confidence as more of like a sliding scale and that, you know, for our stable confidence, we kind of want it to hover in the middle. Mm -hmm. So we have like our side of, I am not confident at all. And our other side of, I am 100% confident 
in what I'm about to do. Mm -hmm. And so your stable confidence is kind of getting you, you know, in the middle of you feel good. You Mm -hmm. know that you can achieve the task. You believe that you can achieve the task that you're setting out to do, whatever Mm -hmm. sport or specific skill that might Mm -hmm. be. And then when it starts to go up or down, right? It's not, yes, I'm confident or no, I'm not, but I might be a little bit lower confidence today. In certain skills, in certain certain days. Right, and Mm -hmm. you know, I think back to gymnastics that I I was a strong beam worker. Mm -hmm. It is an event that I I did very well on. I was very afraid of it, to be very honest. I hated every second of competing it. I hated it, I I truly hated it. And my coaches will tell you, I I cried the whole time. (laughs) I cried the whole time. And if you cried, you did push-ups, and I would just do the push-ups. Like, <laughs> just I, I, I just knew it. And so it was – but there were some things that I did feel really confident in. Yeah. And I, I think mm-hmm. pulling from my dance experience, I was great at turns and leaps. And the actual physical artistry of my beam routine, I was great on. But some more of my, like, acro skills, so my handstands, cartwheels, backhand springs, all of that, no confidence. Mm-hmm. Right? So when I was thinking of beam – it was a really hard yes or no question of yeah. do you feel confident, yes or no. It was, well, I feel confident in these skills, mm-hmm. but I do not feel confident in these other skills. And so, you know, one of the big things, kind of proactive confidence and trying to find that more stable confidence when it does dip a little bit is trying to figure out what are those things that I do feel confident in, Yeah. Mm-hmm. right? Like what are my sources of confidence right now right. that are going to help bring me back up the sliding scale a little bit right. or just return me to my more stable mm-hmm. confidence? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's tons of them. Yes. And it can be oh such Anything. a variety of things. And mm-hmm. I know Carly mentioned, you know, those positive comments from your coaches and teammates. Mm-hmm. And that's, the, I mean, that works, right? Mm-hmm. When my coach was like, dude, you're killing it. Right. Or my teammates were like, oh my gosh, that was the best back walkover I've ever seen mm-hmm. you do. Like that did help. Yeah. That did help. And I think there is a part that you can't control it. Mm-hmm. That's hard because there are some days my coaches were right. just not going to give it to me. Mm-hmm. They just weren't. Well, I think that's a big, with that one specifically, like I have so many kids that are like, oh yeah, my coach told me I had a great game, but like, oh, I just know I didn't do this well. And I'm like, okay, let's take a step back. Yeah. Right. Your coach isn't saying that just to say it. Mm-hmm. Like right. they taking, I think that's a big thing that athletes today need to learn a lot of is like, People give you those comments because they truly mean it. They don't have to tell you anything. So it's like really being able to step out of your own mindset and be able to say, okay, I'm seeing it one way. They saw it a different way. I'm going to use that as a a source of confidence for me today. I would say from a coach, yes. Nothing was worse than when you have the worst game of your life and you go off the field and a parent's like, great game. And you're like, I literally (laughs) either didn't play or I did horrible. Like that was the worst. But yes, Yes. No, I agree as an athlete. And that's like, again, this stuff is so difficult to work mm-hmm. through yeah. like right. changing the mindset and like taking the things that we're telling you it's easier said than done for sure it just takes you have to practice mm-hmm. right yeah, just so. like you do anything else but yeah I mean some like what sorts of comments we talk about all the time past success in your sport yeah. positive comments from others your practice and training mm-hmm. um immediate performance your immediate performance your nutrition mm-hmm. your like pre-routine yeah yep. that's something that um like I've had a couple of my athletes say that, like, they're, like, what they eat the night before or the day of their game or competition, like, that actually Mm -hmm. makes them feel good when they get to the games. And so, like, that pre-routine is a huge part of it, too. And that's something that, for the most part, is, like, in your control. Mm -hmm. You can control how much sleep you get, what you eat in the morning, like, your warm-up, for the most part, like, all of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I like that talk too about just what's in your control. Yeah. Like there are so many sources of confidence that are outside of our control, but um, being able to pick a few that we have the control of because that's truly what's going to make the biggest difference. Well, the thing I laugh at with that conversation is like, yes, there are definitely some that are 100%. I can either control this or not, but there are also aspects of it that you can, right? So like um, immediate performance, I always laugh at because when I ask my athletes, like, can you control your immediate performance? Some of them are like, yeah, but no, like, yes, like I can go out there and try hard and like work hard, but like that doesn't mean I'm going to automatically perform the way I want to yeah. be performing, right? So like it's just finding the things about yeah. it that you can control. So maybe right. not blatantly like can you control your – um you know, the night before your pregame right. routine, like, yes, but like maybe you had a really rough night's sleep the night before and like right. there's nothing yeah. on you. For, you know what I mean? Like you went yeah. to bed at the right time. You couldn't sleep. Maybe or, your like, little like sister was screaming all exactly. night. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Yes. Even, even like that warm up side of it too. Like, mm-hmm. okay, like maybe your coach like gives you a set warm up. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like it's not super in your control, yeah. but how you perceive that set up warm up and how it impacts you. Right. Yeah. And so that's why I think it's also great to have have a list of what things can give me confidence, what can be my Mm -hmm. sources of confidence. Mm -hmm. And maybe it is normally my, you know, pregame routine or the night before. Mm -hmm. That's not an option to give me confidence this time. So I can't hone in on that one. Mm -hmm. So what else do I need to do? Mm -hmm. Is it, I need to ask my teammate being like, I I need a pep talk. Mm -hmm. Like, and I guarantee if you ask your teammates for a pep talk, they're going to give it to you. Advocate for yourself. yourself, And that will be a never ending conversation that we have on these episodes. But right. If, your pre-performance routine can't go the way you need it to, Mm -hmm. to give you confidence, that's fine, right? We can't control that part of it. Mm -hmm. So what, what What we can control switching our focus Mm -hmm. to a different source of confidence. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's, you know, for me, I, I loved my leotards that I competed in. When I put on my uniform, even if I put on my warm-up jacket, like all of a sudden I was like, feel good. There <laughs> was good, a different, good. different good, like aura yes. that came over me. So there were some times where I was feeling really nervous before a meet and it was hours before I needed to compete, but I would just put my warm-up jacket on mm-hmm. because it started to get me into that. Like, okay, I know I feel good when I have this on. I know that I have this yeah. level of confidence. So I'm going to I'm going to hone in on that one right Right. now Mm -hmm. and just making a list of those different things. And then, okay, these ones are not working for me today. Mm -hmm. How can I shift that a little bit so that I'm bringing my side was a little bit lower in confidence because I can't control those things. My, you know, so I need to be a little proactive about Mm -hmm. it to get back to my normal baseline level and just being able to switch gears. Yeah. Yeah, All comes down to being proactive. Yeah. Yeah. And like not panicking when you're not, you know what I mean? Like we're going to have days when you're not confident. Like even just now that we aren't really active in our sports, like sometimes I wake up and I'm like, I don't feel great about myself today. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm going to do my hair and do my makeup today because I know that that will be, make me feel better. You know what I mean? Just, you know, yeah. Yeah. All those days are going to be different for Mm -hmm. sure. But I think that's the biggest thing. Like Figure out what being building that awareness. What makes you feel confident? Mm-hmm. What are things that you know you can focus on yeah. source wise to help boost that when you need it? So that way you've worked on it ahead of time. When you're in your game and you're in your performance and you're like, oh shoot, like I can think, okay, I just need to think about that last kill I just had and mm-hmm. use my immediate performance mm-hmm. as that as that confidence boost. Yeah, I've been awesome. told athletes make a physical list. Yeah. put it in your bag. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Put it. I've in had, the notes I've app even on had your phone. One yeah. they 
they had this like sticker maker or they whatever oh. they taped it to their water bottle oh because they, they're like I don't always have my phone on me and I don't always have my gym bag on me yeah but I if I put that. it on my water bottle I always know like a know, cricket I'm, like that type of situation <laughs> we need one that's how people I'm like just put some tape on there that's yeah. even better yeah. right <laughs> that's but, the old school way yeah the old school way but right even being able to okay, you always are going to get a water break right mm-hmm. even just I mean in a gymnastics meet there are some times where you are like you just finished one routine, you saluted to the judge, and, like, all of a sudden you're up on the next event. You are getting ready to go. Like, you have to start warm-up for the next event. It's just as mm-hmm. – or other times you have, like, literally 45 minutes, and that yeah, is almost worse, to be honest. But you always have time to go get water. No yeah. no coach is ever going to say you don't have time to go get a drink, right? So mm-hmm. taking that moment to say, like, okay, I'm in a quick transition, or that routine did not go well, or – you know, all of a sudden things are delayed or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it might be. Yeah, looking at that off. list and say, what are my two? I need yeah. two sources of confidence right now. They might be different than what they were. And then I might get up on the equipment and yeah. that's not working. Yeah. So I got to figure something mm-hmm. else out. But having that list in front of you can be such a powerful I've, tool. Yeah, I've had uh, some of my athletes actually like make index cards with their positive self-talk statements and like that's something that forget? you can have in your game bag yeah. and like look like for for those people who just need that visual of yeah. like mm-hmm. I need I need to say something positive to myself I can't think of it off the top of my head because whatever mm-hmm. just happened really sucked yeah and so you just pull out like a couple index cards I love and that just yeah literally read a script That's yeah awesome. you know? I really like, love that. like my brain needs to say this right now and have mm-hmm. that I always ask my athletes I'm like would your coach or teammates or like your parents say what you say to yourself you know right. to you like and if the answer is no you should absolutely never be saying that to yourself right. as much as possible right yeah, like yeah. we are we all get down on ourselves I get that but I think like you need to be your biggest fan. Like, and if you're not, that's something you actively need to work on. And of course, like we just said, like it is such a big piece to confidence. Like if you are talking to yourself in a mean way, your confidence level is not going to be either stable in the middle or high at all. Right. Like I suck. I can't believe I just said that. Like all of those things, like, like we said before, like the way you talk to yourself and the way you think literally Mm -hmm. affects your physical performance in the way you you move and have and having those like positive self-talk statements like when you're working on it it feels silly at first because your knee-jerk reaction (laughs) is to be negative like because you're trying to assess that's what all athletes do we just think that's what all human beings do well yeah yeah, i think it's like affirmations right like positive self-talk and affirmations are pretty similar right. I would say and like I'll say look yourself in the mirror and say it mm-hmm. to yourself like and every morning uncomfortable. you know it's uncomfortable it, yeah. it's weird but like the more you get into the habit of feeding yourself something positive it like filters your brain to like start picking out those mm-hmm. positive mm-hmm. things sure. yep and so I think you know there are some of these things that we talk about right like Will it feel silly maybe to have some index cards? Right. Probably. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it going to no be weird if everybody's like, that. why the heck do you have random pieces of tape on your water bottle that are your, <laughs> that have random, you know, sources Stones. of confidence? Like, what the heck is that? But like, who cares? Yeah. If it works if for it you. If it works for you, do it. And here's the matters. thing. I, yeah. I would bet money that if all of a sudden you have index cards and then you go and have an awesome performance nobody's going to be laughing. And who's yeah. going to have index cards? Right, and who right. do you yeah. think is going to have <laughs> index cards the next, next game and be like, so what are you writing down? Yeah. Like, well, and how many of you guys had like a drill or something you guys did physically at practice that you're like, this feels weird or this is awkward or this yes. is embarrassing. The entire like, sport of gymnastics. It's all the same thing, right? <laughs> so why is working on your mental game like, you it's know, sometimes embarrassing? Right, and everybody, and everybody wants to go to strength and conditioning coaches. 
Mm -hmm. Everybody is doing, you know, the cupping and Mm -hmm. everybody is working on all of this, right? And it's so normal now. But I remember the first time I heard of an athlete, like, oh, yeah, I go to a personal trainer. I was like, why? Like, that's weird. Like, why do you need to do that? We work out at practice, like, whatever. So be the one to do it different because as soon as you see the results, and you will if you practice and put in the work, Mm -hmm. they're going to be like, what the heck are you doing that's Mm -hmm. making you? Right. I mean, you just heard a story of an athlete who the mom was like, I want my daughter to be like her. Oh, my gosh. Like, what is she doing to be able to have this confidence out on the field? That was a crazy – that was a crazy moment. That was the first moment where I was like, okay, people are seeing the the work that this athlete is doing. And then asking what is this athlete doing. doing. And it'd be cool. Like, you can can make a big difference on your team. Yeah. And I will say, like, that does speak absolutely not really to me but really to the athlete and how like specifically this athlete is just so intentional like Mm -hmm. we talk about things and she is the first person that's going to go and try it and be intentional and really work hard on regardless of how silly it might feel yeah yeah Yeah. how much time it might take too I mean this is not gonna happen overnight nothing happens overnight I mean if you're trying to PR you're trying to like (laughs) max squat like that's gonna take months work four (laughs) years to run um yeah, so no, I love I love this guys. Mm-hmm. Like this is awesome. I think all those insights were hit that nail on the head for just a lot of the initial things we touch on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one last thing that I kind of want to go through is just like go around and say what is one thing as an athlete when you were in your high level competitiveness. Mm-hmm. What do you wish you would have like? What do you think is the biggest thing you would have taken away from having someone talk to you about confidence? Like, what do you wish you would have known mm-hmm. that you know now that would have helped you the most? I can start. I would say, like, like you guys said, I love self-talk. I think, like, that that is definitely super important. And then kind of, like, branching off of that, um, which we will get into way deeper, I'm sure, in another podcast. But um, it's just the way your belief system or the way your beliefs kind of affect your emotions and the way you view things, I guess, if that makes sense. So, like, for me in lacrosse, like, if I were to go out on the field – and I get in there and I drop the first pass that's uh-huh. past me. My confidence level is automatically shot after that. Um, but if I would have taken the second to be like, okay, Carly, you just got in. You were like, you, you were cold on the sidelines. Yep. Like this was the first pass given to you. Like it is okay that I did that. Yeah. I don't think my confidence level really would have been affected too much. I would have been like, right. I got the next one, yeah. right? Like it's just the way you view whatever is happening in your life in positive or negative ways that's going to affect you mentally and then ultimately physically. physically. So what's your like phrase for, you have like a, like a catch line for that. I feel like I do like facts versus reality. Oh, oh I bet it. Yeah. Stick to the facts. Stick oh, to the that facts. is like my go-to like stick to the facts of every situation. Like the situation is you drop the ball. Okay. So Who cares? Yeah. Right. Field. Like yeah. what is a lacrosse game? What is, we always say that, like, what are, you know, we'll get into mistakes definitely at a different time, but like, you're going to make a mistake. That is ultimately going to happen. And if you mm-hmm. just accept it for what it is, yeah. a mistake, the fact yes. of the situation, your emotion and your beliefs surrounding it and is just going to be completely different. And if you can say something nice to yourself after, mm-hmm. yeah. you, you have an girl, advantage right? of every other yeah. player on that field because there's not a lot of other players that are going to be saying yeah. a nice thing to themselves yeah. after and, that, and that'll set you apart. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even have to always be like something like – fluffy positive no yeah that's an important thing to point out something Mm. like productive like if you like drop the ball 
your next thought like could be something productive of like okay i need to get back on defense or right. i need yeah. to like, attack like even just right. one word it doesn't yeah. have to be a novel yeah. narrative yeah. to yourself yeah. but right? it could be like, like specific to like what do you need to do next in this moment mm-hmm. yeah for sure i do think that's a big miscon- misconception about self-talk is like you drop a ball you're not gonna be like oh i'm such a great I'm athlete crazy. let's keep going yeah. like right. i mean yeah. that'll work for some people yeah. but like a reality of especially like pe- athletes that are so intense and so drawn into their sport like it is okay to be a little realistic. Like, mm-hmm. again, not negative by any means, but there's different ways to do it that isn't just fluffy. fluffy. Right. Yeah. yeah. But And it's, I think that really hones in for male athletes, like, that yes. I've worked oh, yeah. with. Like, you don't have to be, you know, this ultra, like, positive, you know, like, like fluffy. I just I love think that's yeah, such yeah. a good way yeah. for yeah. Absolutely. Really, it can be direct straight to the point and pretty, like, neutral, you know, yeah. as long as you right. aren't pulling Even if it's just, down. like, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah, good. That simply. is good. That's yep. enough. Right? Like, yeah. you're good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Thanks, That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I like that answer. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, yeah. I feel like just going back to visualization, it's something that I did in college without really knowing what it was. So I feel like I couldn't pull all the benefits. You could have gotten more mm-hmm. from I what you were already doing. More from it. Yeah. I'm really glad we're on this podcast then because I'm sure there's athletes like you. Yes. Right? right. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, because I would always like visualize my race and like that whole positive side of things um but like I wish I just knew like more about it and like I could use visualization to relax when I would get anxious just step in and then you could be confident in your ability to be relaxed when you're feeling nervous right there's so many different ways to be confident Mm -hmm. and confident in your ability to handle a mistake Mm -hmm. yes and And knowing that you could have added that piece to it yeah and I could have visualized if I get boxed in and like halfway through my 800. That's boxed in. <laughs> I'm thinking of like a defensive move, but you ran, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, it's, it's when, uh, like more with the distance events, when everyone kind of like comes in into lane one, you get boxed in if you're like right on the rail and everybody's just like okay so you can't like go and separate yourself okay yeah you can't pass mm. people and so learn they something just, new every day yeah Love it. um but that's like arguably like one of the worst places to be in because you can't make a move you like everyone else around you is setting what you're running even if you can go like faster Mm. you're just stuck logistically yeah yeah, and so like I wish I could have used like visualization like to okay if I'm boxed in like how do I how how do I I move around it Mm -hmm. yeah um but just like learning more about that and I think again just the positive self-talk like Mm -hmm. that would have been it's such a knee-jerk reaction to yeah. be negative. And so, like, just actually being intentional mm-hmm. on, like, speaking to myself kindly would yeah. have been done wonders, honestly. Yeah, and I can kind of jump off of that. I feel like I'm, my biggest thing with confidence was just, like, the intentional proactive. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, yes, there's a big piece to being in the moment and to, like, being where you are but I just feel like there were so many things I was just like well I gotta go to 6 a.m lift oh, today God. I freaking hate <laughs> it but like what could I, I if I would have taken a step back and again I had to choose to do that but I wish mm-hmm. I feel like I could have just changed my experience in more of a positive way in general but like I could have also just taken that time to be like all right so at this 6 a.m practice what can I do to like make myself better like what can I focus right. on to be to feel like I'm making myself better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What things can I tap into? And I just feel like I didn't do that because I was so caught up in like the negativity. So yeah, again, sure. self-talk and some of that, right? Mm-hmm. But 
I think for me, it just, again, awareness is kind of my thing today, mm-hmm. but just having that awareness and being more intentional with how I could control my situation, yeah. right? Oh, because yeah. the practice times, what my coach wanted me to do, what my teammates were doing, change it. no control, but yeah. I could obviously control my responses. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. don't think I did a very good enough job of that. Yeah. That was kind of mine. I think for me, the biggest thing, and it took me, you know, a long time to realize that I felt this way. And I don't even really know when I kind of came to the conclusion is like, I was a high level athlete Mm -hmm. in dance and gymnastics, you know, dance, I, I did succeed a lot when I was able to compete it, but I didn't know that I deserved to feel confident. Mm -hmm. I always thought like, okay, so I was, when I was a level six, I used to say when I'm a level seven. Which can we pause? What are the, like, what does it go to? That's actually a really good question. I don't Gymnastics is, is a lot. And so, and it's even changed a little bit since I was doing it, which just kind of goes to show how old I am in (laughs) the sport. And I mean, when I'm, I'm 27, almost 28 and other than you know one gymnast Chelsea Memel who kind of came back after some time off like you're you're long done yeah. by the time you're trying yeah. adult gymnastics is is a thing now and like I just love the idea of that but so there's compulsory gymnastics which is levels even level one there's not a lot of, lot of athletes that compete level one but compulsories goes up through level five so level one through level five and that is where athletes are competing the same exact routines the same exact skills to so the same music and everything. So those are like uh, preset routines for okay. you. This music changes like every eight years or whatever mm-hmm. it is, but it's the same routine. So you go to the meets and you hear the same floor music. Everybody's doing over. the same. Okay. My dad can still sing my level <sighs> four music. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. He's like, it is like a trigger for me when yeah. I hear that floor music and it's just so funny. And every coach will tell you the same thing. So compulsories is, you know, level one through five. And then you have optionals, which is level six through 10. Okay. So it goes up to level 10. Um, and once you get to level six, that's where you get your own floor music and you get your own choreography and mm-hmm. you have a little more flexibility in the skills that you're doing. So there's that. And then there's also this other program, the Excel program, which is, to be honest, a hotly debated topic. There are some gyms that love the Excel program. There's other gyms that do not love the Excel program. I will die on the hill that I think the Excel gymnastics is the best thing to happen to the sport of gymnastics. Mm-hmm. I love it. It mm-hmm. is something that allows kids to do other sports and also compete gymnastics. It has mm-hmm. much more variety on what skills you can compete. There's, you know, you have to fulfill these requirements, but how you fulfill those is up to you. Yeah. So it is allowing athletes to pull on their strengths and, you know, manage their weaknesses or manage mental blocks until they're able to overcome it um and that is a topic that I could literally go on I could have my own podcast just about why (laughs) I think Excel Gymnastics is great and it's not everybody's opinion and that's okay so so there's that and then there's elite gymnastics which is you know the Olympics kind of level gymnastics and then there's also college gymnastics and it used to be you either did elite or college there was not a lot of crossover Mm -hmm. if any and now we're seeing a lot of athletes both. do both or, it's you know, crazy. they compete in their college seasons. And now, you know, we have Paris 24 coming up and we've got some athletes saying, hey, I'm going to take a step back from collegiate gymnastics. Mm-hmm. And then Paris, here I come. And it's it's really freaking cool. And yeah, I think a lot awesome. of it has to go to we're just keeping athletes healthier. Yeah. We're yeah. keeping athletes bodies, you know, physically and mentally. We're keeping mm-hmm. them a lot healthier. And so they're able to kind of take the sport a little mm-hmm. bit farther, which is really cool. It's very exciting. I think we're at a very pivotal point. Yeah. And in the sport of gymnastics. So, but yeah, so when it came to my gymnastics career, I, I was good. I was Mm -hmm. good. And, you know, I was progressing my way through the levels, but I always said confidence isn't a problem for me yet because I'm not 
advanced enough, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't deserve confidence until I'm one of the big kids mm-hmm. or I don't deserve confidence until I can do this skill. Then I'll be confident or uh, then confidence yes. is even a question in my world. Do you feel like the sport of gymnastics made your mindset that way or was that more of a personal thing? I think it was a more of a personal okay. thing. I think I always had the conversations and I will never forget one of the very first athletes that I worked with kind of in this role when they said, we were kind of talking about why don't you feel confident? Like why, why do you feel like you have to act this way when you make mistakes? Or why do you feel like you can't do certain things? And I will never forget, he just said it so casually and was so much, you know, he was so genuine about it. He just says, well, that's how I see my role models acting. <laughs> he goes, I see all the people on TV when they make a mistake or they're not playing well, you can tell they don't feel confident. He's like, mm-hmm. I thought that is just what athletics was. Wow. And I was like, I, I, I'm a coach, he's 13. I was like, <laughs> okay, I got to go. Like, you are better at this than I am. And it just was such like an eye-opening moment. I think that maybe is when I kind of figured it out is that, I saw all the commentators in gymnastics. All I mean, I'm a big NFL person. Everything mm-hmm. is look how poorly they're playing. Right. Mm-hmm. Look oh, at all the things, gosh. and look, you can tell that they're nervous, like or all, emotional, or like emotional. all those things. And those were the things that I saw myself doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a little bit was I was modeling the behavior of these other people, but I also just nobody ever said like, "Hey, you." You're, you can be, you can be confident. confident. Like yeah, you're you allowed to feel yes. confident. You're allowed yeah. to feel good about yourself. And it just was such an eye-opening moment that like as athletics as a whole focuses more on lack of confidence mm-hmm. than on confidence. We always talk so about true. the athletes that are not making the cut. Mm-hmm. The athletes that aren't getting the playing time or they were supposed to start and now they're not, right? Mm-hmm. We focus on that versus, hey, they're not starting and look at how great they're still doing. Right. Look they're at the progress the that they're still making. They are mm-hmm. still being a great teammate. And there's a couple of, you know, big names in the world of, you know, all sports right now that kind of have that. And I will always, you know, you'll learn that I'm a big Philadelphia Eagles fan. <laughs> I love them. Go Birds. But yeah. they talk about Jalen Hurts. You know, he was taken out. He was taken out of the championship game. And yeah. he did it with a smile on his face. And, I mean, look mm-hmm. at him now. Right? Yeah. He's yeah. killing it. And it's just, I, I don't think that was taught to me. I don't think mm-hmm. I was told, like, hey, you're allowed to be confident even when you're not doing really well. Well, I, and I think the flip side of that, though, that I know a lot of the teams that we've worked with have said is I don't want to be cocky. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they're almost like if Worried I show that I'm confident, if I show that, like, whatever this looks like, cocky. I'm cocky, yeah. right? And I I'm think like, there's a difference, and somebody recently kind of had this. There's arrogance, and then there's cockiness. Like, arrogance, you haven't earned it. Mm-hmm. confidence like you've earned the right to feel confident that's what I tell my kids I say you know you you had a great game if someone comes up to you and says hey like you did a great job and you say thank you like I, I did play really well yeah. that's not cocky that's no. not you're being confident because I said do you do you feel like you deserve to play well right and they're like yeah I was like how much work do you put in how much time and effort and energy do you put into your sport that you deserve to play well and they're like mm-hmm. yeah I do and I'm like so Tell people. Yeah. Are you yeah. walking around saying, I'm better than you, you suck, That's I'm the best? The like, that very is, different, right? Yes. But like saying, I had a good game. Like, yeah. when's the last you time you've heard an athlete? Without said that? putting other people down in Correct. the process. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, but something that like you kind of uh, touched on with that of like, um, I'll be confident when I get to that mm-hmm. next level. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if it's something with like 
more of that individual kind of sport but interesting oh my gosh, that i don't know I if i relate to that, that so much and like maybe you guys can kind of speak on how it I goes never. to team sports but like especially in track it's like i'm not i can't celebrate that i just had a pr because now i'm looking at the next thing it's because like now okay well now i need to go faster and like next time i can drop my time a little bit more but like i'll never celebrate that I just ran the fastest time mm -hmm. I've ever run because now I'm already looking at like, okay, well now I have to do this. And like, now I have to. I, well, I mean, I think that's just like the athlete mindset. And honestly, like even now that we're all in like more of a work type yeah. life, mm -hmm. like you're just always looking to the next thing and that's fine. Like mm -hmm. that's what you need to do to grow. And like, of course you PR, like, yeah, of course you want to go faster now because yeah, I know I can right. do yeah, it. Or I can, door there's another door, but it is so true of like, and I tell my kids this all the time, like you've got to celebrate the victories that yes. you get. Like you've yeah. got to take, even if it's just a day or even mm -hmm. if it's whatever, but like you've got to take a step back and be like, dang, I did it. Mm -hmm. And I even mean, if it's something yeah. that like you talk about all the time or it's like to you, it's not that important. Like it's a very standard skill or a standard thing that you do routine, like still celebrate that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Me getting a great pass off of a really hard serve, like, yeah, I should be doing that, but, like, I did it. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Be excited about it. And feeling excited about it, feeling satisfied, feeling accomplished does not mean you aren't reaching or looking towards the next yeah. goal. Like, yeah. they can coexist. Both can exist yeah. right? like, It's not either or. Right. It's not like I can't be happy or satisfied with what I just accomplished with this PR mm -hmm. because I need to be doing better. I need right. to reach that my next goal. Like, be in the present moment. Yeah. Be happy. Be mm -hmm. satisfied. Feel accomplished. Next day, practice. What am I aiming towards next? What's right. my next goal? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like all the time. The difference. Mm -hmm. And I know we always talk about this, and it's a big tip that we even give to parents. You know, when your athlete comes off the court, the field, the mm -hmm. track, whatever it is, and they did not perform well, and they're not feeling confident in their abilities, they don't believe that they're ever going to rebound from this. Right. Mm -hmm. Our first instinct is to go to everything that I did wrong, or mm -hmm. everything I should have done. Oh, yeah or all of the, you know, the negative should what ifs or what's next yep. and what do I have to change and what do I have to do? Should have done this. Should have done yeah. this, could have done this, right? And we always say to our athletes, and I think it's a really important thing for parents to know too, that there's always a positive. Yes. There's always, always a positive, always, right? Always. Maybe it was you just, you, there you was a- You showed up that day. You yeah. should, right. And you put on, <laughs> yeah. right? You literally you went got to yourselves out of bed to go to practice, mm -hmm. right? And I think like that is such a great way to con continue to build confidence mm -hmm, and yeah. to always bring it back to confidence mm -hmm. is what are the two things that I know I did well today right or that I believe fully that I felt confident in that moment mm -hmm. right you can get into all the negatives you can yeah. go down that path for hours probably but before you do that what are the two good things yeah, what are two sure. things that I can and hang even, my hat on that I felt good in today yeah. and even if like say you like didn't play at all yeah it's like yeah I showed up today or mm -hmm. What That's other good. roles do you have on that team? I was a good teammate today. Yeah. Like yeah. when someone came off the field and they were down on themselves, I gave them positive feedback. Mm -hmm. So when they went out there, like they like I fed it. into their like, source of right. confidence. Yeah, like yeah. that's something. Like that's a another side of being an athlete and being a teammate is being supportive of the oh, people yeah. on your team. Like yes. may not feel the same as mm -hmm. like when you get a great great right. PR or great mm -hmm. kill or whatever score mm -hmm. goal, but it's still doing something for mm -hmm. you yes. and you've got to give it the time of day. Mm -hmm. You've yep. got to give it the credit. 
No, this is awesome, guys. I mean, yes. we could like, literally just say we talk about this for hours. hours. It's awesome, it. which I think is just a testament to our passions and our backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So again, I love. I'm so excited we're doing this, and I'm so excited to kind of embark down the path of future topics. Yeah, but Definitely. I think that's kind of probably end it here today just in case we I don't want to go down any more tangents I was gonna say we could tangents all day long so thank you guys so much for listening today um I know if you guys have any questions or any thoughts feel free to comment below or comment in our section of whatever it's gonna look like I don't exactly know yet but um and also feel free to give us a like and follow on our sharpen skills training pages on Mm -hmm. Facebook Instagram Twitter and TikTok all of them all of of the things (laughs) literally pick one Mm -hmm. but awesome okay well thank you guys so much for joining us today and we will see you next time see you next time bye